welcome to Leveraging Leadership, where we unpack the art of business leadership. I'm your host, Emily Sander, Chief of Staff turned Executive Leadership Coach. In this series, we dive into the role of Chief of Staff, exploring how it can be a game changer and pivotal player on your leadership team. You'll get a backstage pass and learn about the different aspects of the role and what it takes to excel in it. We'll hear from some incredible guests who have firsthand experience serving as Chief of Staff or collaborating with one on their team. And don't forget, the Chief of Staff isn't just a title or person, it represents a leadership philosophy. Leveraging leadership is all about finding your points of greatest influence and leveraging them to better serve those around you. Leveraging leadership is all about finding your points of greatest influence and leveraging them to better serve those around you. Welcome back. Today's topic is the power of I don't know. As a chief of staff, I can guarantee you with 100% certainty, there's going to be scenarios where someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer. And you're like, shoulder shrug, that's, that's a great question, I don't know. Inherent as a chief of staff, you will have this come up. So inherent in the role, you're dealing with so many different parts of the business, you're dealing with a mix of different people and projects and initiatives, you won't have every single answer to every single thing all of the time. You just won't. So knowing that going in, that's inherent in the chief of staff role, every chief of staff has I don't know moments. So you're not alone. The second piece, it's an important one, is when you have the I don't know moments, it doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're a bad chief of staff and you're bad at your job. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't, you don't deserve to be in the chief of staff role. It just means you don't have that specific answer right now. And that's all that it means. Knowing the situation will come up, we can talk about how to best handle it when it does. So the first thing you want to do is ask yourself, does this question need an answer? Does this question need to be answered? Not all questions are good ones. Not all questions deserve to be answered. So that's the first thing. Should I be spending the time and energy or the team's time and energy to go chase this answer? If the answer is no, then you can cut it off right there and say, all right, I'm going to save myself time and stress and I don't have to worry about not having that answer because that question isn't a good one right now. A close second to that, by the way, is does this need to be answered right now? So sometimes we get very rabbit holy, meaning we go, oh, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole right now because it's right in front of me. It might be a good question, but it could be better suited for this afternoon's meeting or next week or next quarter. So when is the most appropriate time to answer this question? It might not be right now. The second thing to gate through would be, am I the best person to answer this question? Might be a great question, needs to be addressed now, but actually Brenda knows the most about this. So I don't have to be like on the hook to answer this question. I know who is best to answer this. And that's part of my job as chief of staff is to connect the right people um, with the right information. So that could be a second kind of gating point. The, the third piece here would be, okay, it's a good question. It has to be answered now. I am the most appropriate person to ask that, and I still don't know. And so there it branches off into a couple different scenarios. So you, let's say you're in a team meeting. So you're in a group setting, and, and you get a question you don't know, you don't know the answer to. It then becomes your job to find a good answer from the group or get to some good next steps. And that could, that could look something like or sound something like, that's a great question. My initial thoughts on that are this, this, and this. 
So I, I heard John in the team meeting last time, and he was mentioning this stuff. Um, I saw Shelly's Slack message, and she kind of mentioned something related. So I'm kind of putting those things together. Is that a good place to start? Or what do you think? Or does that make sense? So you're taking the question and acknowledging you're being asked a question, and you're thinking it through. It's not the fully baked, it's not the final answer, it's not the end-all be-all, but you're sharing some initial thoughts and then you're tossing it back to the person who asked or to the group for their input and for a conversation. Other questions you could ask there are, what, what types of things should we be considering? So what's the most important information here? What are the impacts to our customers? Does this serve our team well, our internal team well? Um, who else should we be talking to? okay, well, uh, Lauren actually is the best person because she talks to customers all day long. Let's get Lauren in here or let's get Lauren in a, in a subsequent meeting so we can get her input because she's closest to the information. So those are all good framing questions. Those are all good questions to get to the best answer without having the answer. And by the way, a lot of people go, Emily, I panic in those situations or I freeze when I'm like caught not knowing something. So I would say come up with your go-to default kind of I don't know, I don't know answer, I don't know question. And that could, you know, sound something like, that's a great point. What, what do you think is the best place to start? Or what do you think some important things to look at are? So if someone brings up a topic and asks you a question, um, you can have kind of that in your back pocket ready to go. All right, another branch um, or path that could go down is if it's not in a group setting or if somehow it gets to you where this is in your wheelhouse and it is something that you're going to have to, to have to address, but you still don't know the answer. So in that case, move from, I don't know, and I don't want to do this and I'm going to give up and stop to, okay, no, my job now is to go figure this out. So I don't know, and that's fine, but I can figure it out and be resourceful. So similar questions, you know, what are some good resources that I could lean on in that situation? What are some similar situations I've dealt with in the past and what worked for me then? Who can I call or email or send a message that would, that would know about this, that would help me get to a good answer? And that could be inside the business, that could be outside the business. Hi, Emily here. I just wanted to take 10 seconds to highlight the power of one-on-one -on -one coaching at nextlevel.coach. Get the tools for success and leave each session feeling refreshed and refocused. Um, what books can I read? What podcasts can I listen to? Oh, I was on that webinar last week and they kind of talked about this during the second half. They sent a recording out. Let me go listen to that second half again. So what information do you have at your disposal? Where can you go find the answer or where can you collect ideas from people that have been in similar situations? Um, it could be a company in a similar situation. It could be a team in a similar situation. So that big macro level, for instance, what happens when this certain customer type just goes away? So the industry, technology, a certain customer type just goes away. How do companies, how do teams build that back um, in their market or in their revenue? So it could be macro level. It could be, hey, how does a specific person deal with this situation? And by the way, Google is not a bad answer. So a Google search could be a great, uh, great and powerful tool and a great place to start and sometimes end with. So actually, an example of that, I will give a, a quick example from something I worked on. I was given, I was asked to basically stand up this, this inside sales team 
and get some initial data on their outreach. So we had a marketing campaign. We wanted to get this like ragtag team of sales folks calling into a certain customer base and into a certain prospect base and collect specific information on them. So that was like, Emily, like, what do we have for that? I was like, I don't know. Like, that's a great question. We don't have, we don't have Salesforce up and running. We don't have our sales leader hired. I'm working on that. Um, We don't have any set internal processes. (laughs) So that's a great question. And I don't know. But what I did was say, okay, for sales teams who are supporting a specific marketing campaign, what are some main components you look for? And I did a Google search on that. And then I remember specifically saying, what type of tracker do they use? So I, I searched all the keywords like um, sales outreach tracker or you know, when we're in Salesforce, the CRM tool, what types of fields and objects are used there? Because I knew we were going to be porting our information into Salesforce eventually. And so I did all those keyword searches and I clicked on the images tab and I just scrolled through a whole bunch of different um, spreadsheets, basically, but different charts and different ways to collect information. And I would open a tab if one looked good or I'd open a tab if one had a good idea. And then I would go through the individual tabs and read through in more detail and pull out, oh, this column would be relevant to us. or Oh, this is a good workflow or a good thing to keep in mind for our use case. And so I took the best components of all of those different individual tabs and I made a very rough down and dirty, I think it was in Google Sheets, tracking spreadsheet for our small inside sales team. And then I went and I asked some questions to to this one go-to person on the team. He was was kind of a lead, kind of a, he understood the business side of things as well as how to do the calls. And so I showed it with him and said, hey, would this be usable? Would this be useful for you to track things? Would it be easy for you to track things in? And he gave feedback like, okay, this is fine, but I would move the order of these columns because in real life, you get the information in this order. And I would retitle some of the columns because that's not what we call it type of thing. So I asked the question, but we got to a good answer in that here's the interim Google sheet that we can, that works for our team, that collects the information we need about this kind of beta test. And we can port this information into Salesforce pretty easily later on. So that's just an example of of figuring it out and also using something as simple as Google search to find your answer. Okay. Also a good thing to mention out of that example is understanding what you need to know and what you need to go figure out and what you don't. So I didn't need to know how to run a a sales operations team or a sales and marketing team. I needed to know how to get the best tracking spreadsheet on an interim basis that got the information from the sales team to leadership to make good decisions about their next step. So that was, that was my, that was my scope. I didn't, I didn't try to boil the ocean. So don't try to become this, you know, comprehensive guru on every single topic you're asked about. Sometimes the ask is smaller. So just be aware of that. Okay. So the next time you could ask a question and you don't know, instead of going or panicking or freezing, you can say, oh, I don't know. That's great that I don't know the answer to that question because I do know how to get to a good answer. I do know how to be resourceful. I do know how to connect people with the right information. I do know how to elicit information from a group and get to a better answer than I would have had. It's high-level leadership stuff versus let me have every little tiny answer to every little tiny thing. The ability to get to a good answer is 
far more valuable to a team and organization. And that's that's absolutely what a chief of staff should be doing. So if you don't know a specific answer, but you're able to do these other things, you're exactly where you need to be as a chief of staff. All right. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you next week on Leveraging Leadership. Okay. And if you want help with your default, I don't know question, or you just want to work through, hey, I need to be able to manage these situations better in general. So my reaction, I just need to get better at that. Then feel free to reach out to me. I know what it's like to be in that situation. I've felt the not great feelings that go along with it. And I would just love to help people um, be a little little better at that or not feel that way at all, because that's just not the case. Um, The best way to do that is just email me. So drop me a note at emily at nextlevel.coach. If you are more comfortable on LinkedIn, I'm on there. And if you're more comfortable uh, through a website, then you can go to nextlevel.coach. But let me know how I can help. If you'd like some more information on the topic discussed in this episode, head over to nextlevel.coach and click on the resources page for some helpful free downloads.